That's all the time we have for today. That was the most. That flew by. That flew by. That's something to uh, plug. Kind of. Eric Von Hessler, tell people. I sat down over the weekend. These guys have a cool podcast locally called uh, Two Faces Radio. Two Faces Radio. And then we had a good conversation. They put up part one of it. Go to iTunes, look for Two Faces Radio. Who are these fellas? Uh, Ira Malkin and his buddy, who I'm blanking. I'm sorry. They actually were in a band called Ton of Honey. They were on the show back in like 99. Mm. They do a podcast. It's mostly local music. But they know I like music. They you discuss music. We went. We talked about radio, music, went after Clear Channel. It's all fun. <laughs> went after Clear Channel. Of course. It's always okay. good. About time to stop doing that just in case things don't work out. Well, I anymore. mentioned that if they want to pay me a million dollars, I will work oh. with them again. You did. So I'm open Opening the negotiation. Yeah, you got to wow. keep your foot in the door, nah, of course. At least you have your principles. <laughs> Stand by money. Million dollars. All right, that's all the time we have for today. We will be back tomorrow for uh, another episode of the Regular Guys Show, the Wednesday edition, ladies and gentlemen, at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Two Faces Radio. This is Ira. Uh, Welcome to part two of episode 13 with Eric Von Hessler. From the regular guys. Hope you enjoyed part one, if you heard it. And uh, we had to split this uh, this one into two, so we're going to bring you right back into the action here. This was originally recorded uh, last Saturday, uh, September 12th, 2009. And uh, here you go. Enjoy. Thanks. So can we do a little music talk? What do you think? Yeah. Do you want to do your three, two, one? Or well, I thought, we, I thought well, let's, just, let's just do... Uh, I had a few questions because right. I know you're a big Beatles you fan, off. and yeah. the Beatles, you know, this magazine is, big, is here. This is a big week for Beatles. And this is yeah. a huge Beatles week. It's all. It's and I know that there's like, you know, when's the backlash? It's so funny these things. You know, oh, it's like you, you can. Well, yeah, you can just chart the way our society right. works. You know, it's like you know the Beatles are going to get all the play for two weeks or something yeah. like that, and then yeah. it's not going to be long. For the, if I hear one more <laughs> goddamn thing about the Beatles, <laughs> uh, the Stones <laughs> were better anyway, and, yeah. and all that. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm the Beatles are my favorite band. They are your favorite band. Okay. Yeah. So, and they're, I'm sure they're one of my top three, you know. Um, anyhow, just curious, like, what do you think, it, it could be anything, but what do you think they would be like today? Had they stayed together like the Stones, nobody passed away, clearly. What do you think they, do you think they'd be remembered the same way? No, I think that they would have had bad albums and they would have gone yeah. through. I mean, a lot of it is like uh, James Dean and Jim Morrison. Yeah. You know, in some ways, I'm not saying they were lucky to die young for <laughs> no, them. Right. I'm sure they would like yeah. to have lived and yeah, sure. gone through their lives. Their but we remember them. You know, as they, yeah. even Jim Morrison, we forget that he was fat when he died because right, that right. only happened in the last year or something. Yeah, right. I mean, you've got the classic look, you've got the classic look of James Dean, and we always remember them that way. Um, I, I, I think that, uh, yeah, the Stones are great, but they put out some some really horrible music oh, at yeah. times. And the thing about the Beatles is that they never did. You know, the, the most I don't know if people think about this. Never got a, a chance. A lot. To. I mean, I got a chance. To, everything yeah. that's recorded in a Recording studio by the Beatles happened in seven years. I, yeah. well, From please, yeah, please me to uh, you know to Abbey Road, and uh, yeah. that's never going to happen again. Yeah. That that kind right. of qu- not only quality but growth. Yes. In and and so to a certain degree, I ble- I think that it's a good thing that they stopped when they did. I mean, did they have? I mean, McCartney has good songs. He has a lot of crappy songs. Lennon's solo stuff is kind of thin. He has good, some great stuff, but he has a lot of just sort of filler yeah. in, in the early 70s. Yeah. Um, so I think that that would have made its way into, 
into what they were yeah. doing. So I think I, I'm, I'm happy with, with what they are. With Just that entity, they've got a catalog of about 240 songs. Right. And except for maybe three, they're all great. <laughs> it is incredible what you were just mentioning, though. That is the thing I've been marveling at recently, very recently. What kind of got me thinking about all that was, and we talked about this on another show, reading some original Rolling Stones reviews mm-hmm. of Abbey Road and Let It Be. Mm-hmm. And Rolling Stone magazine. Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Mick don't Jagger was don't harsh. confuse everybody. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. Um, anyhow, uh, yeah. And how and was, was just, I haven't read those. Like, what? You know, the, that was the interesting thing. You know, it was clearly done as um, the Beatles are going to hang in there because nobody even knew when Let It Be came out that they were They've right. broken up, basically, right. yeah. and uh, that it was over. So it was interesting because the, I think the Abbey Road, because Abbey Road came out first, and it's kind of it's okay it's an okay it's a pretty good review but there's some stuff that they're kind of critical of probably side and then one. by the next one they talk back to abbey road as if it was better than they had originally and i right. think it was the same guy maybe it probably it, was it's just funny yeah it probably to was. read about them while they were yeah pertinent. which i didn't get right i mean i was uh, i was five years old in 1969 but yeah. i had older brothers yeah. and um and i always liked <clears throat> pop music i remember the first Song that I ever remember hearing and like being drawn to, yeah. and it must have been '69 or yeah. somewhere in there. Uh, on the radio was this song called "Simple Simon." I don't know if you ever. It was a it was a real sing songy, but it was real pop. You yeah. know, it was yeah. it was like "Simple Simon says, put your hands on your head." It was a real you know, <laughs> real sort know. of pop. I don't I, yeah, I don't yeah. even know who did it. I think it was the Bubble Fruit Gum Company. Remember that the. There's some, there's, I don't know, some group. <laughs> the, the word gum yeah. and 1929 or some fruit gum right. company of 1929. That was, was weird. Don't we have producers for this? This yeah, was no, no, Somebody should be Googling fact checker, this. Fact checker. Yeah. But anyway, that was the first thing that I heard. Did and then, you call me? <laughs> and Man from Man's um, uh, version oh, wow. of Quinn the Eskimo. Yeah. Those kind of things. And Woodstock, the album, came into the home. Because my older brothers were like 15, yeah. 14, you know, so, you so they were late for that. Yeah. Uh, so I was, you I were was in that perfect scenario. Yeah, I was getting, you know, a lot of that. And then I think I, I told you this on, on Facebook. Facebook yeah. I, uh, I was home in 74. I was 10 years old. I was home waiting to go to a doctor's appointment. And I got into my older brother's records. They had moved out and left the records behind. And <clears throat> Loosing the Sky with Diamonds was an Elton John hit on the radio at the mm-hmm. time. Okay. And so I, Sgt. Pepper's looked really cool. I mean, the, in the yeah. open, people forget how unbelievable that album looked. You opened yeah. it up and they were wearing these, these, this satin stuff that was just eye popping, you know? Yeah. And so I was drawn toward it and I saw Loosing the Sky with Diamonds was on there and I listened to that and then I put it back and I listened to the whole album end to end and that was my first real sort of experience and so I was you know I was hooked there were other albums that uh, I liked I'd heard the full album of Bridge Over Trouble Water by Simon Garfunkel Mm. when I was a little bit younger and I liked that so that was really the first album that I but the way that when I fell for the Beatles was in, right. for yourself in '74, yeah. and I just you know, and they just from that point on, they just never no other. Ba- I always liked bands like that that were doing that kind of thing, pop music, even power pop, you know. And I and I think almost everything that I've listened to, even if you get to like, if I'm listening to jazz or something, I still somehow feel like the stuff that I'm listening to. Is still down that Beatles drive right. somehow. And that's, you know? that's exactly what I was about. To, I think listening to the Beatles was the first band I listened to that kind of taught me that music can take you on that trip. You know, right. whether whether yeah. you're high or not. A complete I wasn't high at ten, yeah. but they were taking me on a trip, right? But you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. it can 
where a song can feel like a movie to you. You know, where it, yeah. can, it, it can take you. In. And headphone listening was bigger then. I yeah, know the earbud true. listening is big now, but yeah, it was but different listening high fidelity headphones. Absolutely. Well, and just having that big album there yeah. that was just so. Yeah. It's a whole different. See, thing. which I'm still into. You know, I'm a, yeah. I'm a big vinyl guy. You know, I is there a big difference? I mean, I can't. I'd like to be, but I just it's just too much for me to go back and find all that stuff. Well, see, I just like it just because you can get vinyl pretty cheap now. I right. go out to these record shows and I'll get great old blues and jazz albums mm-hmm. for a dollar. You know, right. yeah. and then I can transfer them to MP3 if I need if, if I want, you need to. To, want to. You right. know, right. but. Uh, there, I'm not one of those guys. You know, yeah. oh, vinyl is so much better. I'm not even going to listen to MP3s. You know, I'm not one of. Well, a lot of the early CDs were pretty crappy, so there's yeah. good reason to believe that. But I have heard the difference, and and when it came to me, it was when I was listening to uh, Aerosmith's Rocks. What's what's Walk This Way on? Uh, First album I ever bought with my own money. Toys in the Attic. Toys in the Attic. Toys in the Attic. Okay. Well, yeah, I got that. You know, on the album. I mm-hmm. guess I guess a few years ago, yeah. and I remember I was listening to it around the shop. And uh, yeah, Walk This Way came on, which you're so used to hearing. Yeah. You know the newer versions of it on the radio. I'm like, God, this just sounds different. It just so it sounds so much better. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I don't know. I've heard people say that if the with the compression that we hear so much music in, that yeah. it's impossible to actually enjoy it the way that you enjoy analog because your brain actually has to work to fill in. Right. Like no, when you're listening to analog, I don't know how yeah. true this is. It's science, but, but, science but, again. But yeah. yeah, but that if with the analog with the full thing, you're able to kind of relax and just let it wash over. For you, but if you have any kind of compression going on, your brain actually has to do more work huh. to fill in. And I don't know if that's true or not, yeah. but I've heard it. It makes sense to me. It always does sound warmer. There is a warmth, rounder, yeah, but, and, and that's just a, that's just sort of dead air, isn't it? I mean, there's a, there's a hum in an album that's almost inaudible, right? Yeah. That yeah. That I think is a, what adds that that warmth. You. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, it makes the thing itself seem. And also, they were recording. They're recording for that output right. as well, so it was probably maximized for LP. Right, all those frequencies right. instead of just exactly. some of them. You know, I think you know just to go back again, what you were saying about recording all that stuff in seven years, it is incredible because even just to look at them from the days of Ed <laughs> Sullivan to Let It Be on the roof, right. on the rooftop. Right. It, it looks like it was twenty years. It, it looks it like does. a twenty years I different. Mean, yeah. That's the craziest thing right. about yeah. it. And it really was. They look like, like they're decade. fifteen you know, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. first see them, right? And then and they're like grizzled old <laughs> veterans <laughs> yes. in like seven years. You get to like you yeah, get to what? Abbey Road with Lennon with the the hair that yeah, just looks like Grizzly it's Adams. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Grizzly Adams, if he took so much heroin that he wouldn't eat, and he'd be anorexic. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of Grizzly Adams. That kind of yeah. That kind of Grizzly Adams. The other Grizzly. But I think the lesser known, but very popular. In his own right. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, he had friends. Here's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that the rock band thing, though, is well. That's um, what I was. Are you seeing that on my notes? I'm not. Nobody can I read gonna, my I handwriting. Was, I was gonna. Uh, I, I was gonna say anyway that I think that the rock. I that's a challenge to me, and I'm not a musician. And right. if I want to hear the Beatles, I'll just put on. I'm interested in seeing the visual thing. I hear there's some interesting stuff. There on. is. I just got it yesterday. Right. And, and there's other videos say, and things like that. There's. Uh, well, I don't know if there's videos in there. Um, there very well maybe. But I know that there are he hasn't gotten that far yet. photos. <laughs> I just I just got it yesterday. Right. But it is cool, man. Yeah. And I was curious what your take might be on that because one thing that you can do is you can if you play as like the Beatles, you try and like successfully go through their. Now, career. do you choose one? You, do you no, go through as one of them. You just pick the instrument you want to play. You don't go. Th- I don't think you do. Well, but like if you, that. Gonna, like, if you there pick bass, that if you pick bass, you're going to be Paul, you right? Can, right. 
So you can, I guess, do it that way. Um, I don't know all the ins and outs yet. But you start at the Cavern Club, right? And yes. You... Yes. And then you go to the Ed Sullivan Show, and then you go to Shea Stadium, and I haven't gone That's beyond that cool. yet. And they're and perfect cool. for that. They're perfect for that because my um, I, what I would think is that their music became more difficult to play as they went along. So you can start as a, in a beginner in the uh, "She Loves You" kind of situation, right. and then you're. You're working your way yeah. into I Am the Walrus and things like that. <laughs> well, when you when you follow their career, it's set up song-wise, you know, right. the songs that go with those uh, times. But when you do just – when you look at just the regular song list, they have it mixed pretty well through, like, the some of the easier songs have some later material. And right. some of the hardest songs, the difficult songs, have some of the earlier material. But it's pretty cool. And you unlock photos. And the photos – uh, when you pass like a certain, you know, four songs to pass the cavern and move on to, right. you unlock these photos and each photo has information attached to it. And, I, you know, I certainly am not a Beatles expert. I love the Beatles, right. but so it's I saw some experience. pretty cool stuff. And I was yeah. curious what you thought. Like, do you think this is good for the kids coming up? Or do you no, that's what I was going to say. I, I think that I think that. This set, rock band. Now, yeah. I mean, I went out and bought the stereo, the whole box set for the remix. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. And, that, and that's great. Um but I think that this, the rock band thing, is the most important product ever around yeah. the Beatles. And the reason is because it is going to turn on. It's, it's the vehicle by which generations will be turned on. Yeah. To the, the, you can only go so far with this technology right. we have now, and they're not on. But if you're 8 or 9 or 10 years old, I don't know if somebody's 16 now, if it's going to affect them that much. Right. But if you're 8 or 9 or 10 or 11, and you are hit with this catalog for the first time yeah i mean can you imagine i mean to us every beatles song has been heard a million times yeah, yeah. but to be 11 or like i was at 10 right. with yeah. those headphones on listen to it's a whole Peppers, different experience and i think it's one of those things i've always said that i think that the beatles they may be the only thing from that era that lasts a thousand years if we're still around yeah. i really think they're going to be the beethoven or mozart of pop music i think people huh. will be singing these songs thousands of years and you always have to have activation points how does a new generation right, right. get it and when you see something like rock band like i say i won't play it because that's not my thing yeah. but i'm really glad that people who do do that have said they like it because the game is good yeah you know it's fun. and 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 and, like and that's going to be part of what brings them in right and then the catalog there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like it that's fine sure. it's subjective but they've got a catalog that is going to bring in just all kinds of people and then that's going to stick Right. The ten-year-old that finds it through rock band forty years from now is going to have a ten-year-old, and that's that's how yeah. this thing is going to keep on going right. uh, for forever. I, I really, I, I know the Stones are great. I'm a huge Stones fan. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of many other bands um, from that era, and I think that that was the era of great, great. What I call pop, and rock, pop right. slash rock, because yeah. that was the area that I yeah, went yeah. into in record stores. That was the great great era of that time but i don't think people are necessarily going to be listening to cream songs in a thousand years i'm pretty yeah. sure they're going to be listening to beatles songs yeah it's interesting and you know like i said the information with these photos you know it was really cool i can give you some trivia if you'd like <laughs> i'll bet or, you, or see you, if you ask i want to see, see if, if that's what i mean see if i know do you know all right so paul and john um performed as a duo before the beatles in like 1960 sometimes and they played at a, a, a pub that was owned by uh, Paul's aunt or something like that. Were they aunt, called Uncle. Two Faces? No, they weren't <laughs> called Two Faces. Do you know what they were called, though? Um, I had never heard this now, before. I know that... Um, I know that... Uh, I know that John had a, a, a group called Johnny and the Moondogs, and that's how he met, but I don't, I don't know if they just appeared together. Basically, he, he joined that. 
Johnny and the Moondogs. Okay. Paul McCartney did. Right. So, but I don't know if they were just a duo. No, I don't. I'm, you know, and again, I, feel I, bad. I, I have to assume this is right. They played well, as the there. Nurk Twins. No, I did oh, not what? know that. The Nurk Twins. What is that? I don't How do you know. spell that? N E R K. Well, you Nurk know, um, uh, John was into all kinds of word play and just oh, yeah. mixing things up. And, and, you know. and speaking of which, they then later, the, the aunt or uncle opened a, another pub on the ride on Ride Isle of Wight. I guess right. it was an area of the Isle of Wight mm-hmm. or whatever. And they would sometimes go over there and play that place. And it was Ride, R-Y-D-E. And getting over there, Ticket to Ticket Ride, to ride Ticket that's to ride. where the term ends up coming from for, gotcha. for Ticket to Ride. Wow, that's, There's that's a lot of neat little things in there. there. So, no, I mean, I'll tell you something. You know? It's interesting. That, that, that's information that I don't know. And I've been reading right. about these guys since I was 10 yeah. years old. So. It's weird. And that's it shows what I liked about band. Right. And <laughs> that's, But that's what I liked about the information because, yeah. like you, I know a good bit of information about their history but it's nice to see these pictures from the era and learn these little quirky yeah. facts about that time as opposed to like just being taken through the old the history whole thing book right, again, right. You know? now you got the remastered set you have it already uh, you, you know what happened you, you was I, I went i ordered i went to uh i don't know where barnes and noble or one of these places yeah. and uh, they were out of it but literally i it came out that day and yeah. by 10 30 or 11 wow. o'clock after the show i'm in a place, and yeah. they they sold out of the box set, and I didn't want to drive all over the place. And they had all the individual remastered CDs, and so I said, "Well, I'll just buy Abbey Road to see, you know, because I was jonesing for it. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to see yeah. to see if it was as good as it as had been marketed." And so I bought that, I took it home, I put it on. I was halfway through, and I ordered the box set on Amazon. <laughs> that so and of course, I ordered one day shipping, which means I'll get it within five days for sure. <laughs> you know, so I haven't guaranteed. It may, it may come today. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Abbey Road, the one that I heard, was spectacular. And I'm not right. even listening. I'm listening on my Mac. Right. You know, I, yeah, I'm not. not I'm not. A, stereo, I don't have yeah. a high yeah. fidelity. I mean, it's decent, but I could tell the difference. The, the first CDs were were okay, but they were yeah. mud, they were muddy. The, there's separation here, and on Abbey Road, which I still think side two of Abbey Road, which there's no such thing as side two anymore. So you have to hmm. say from here comes the sure. sun right. to Her Majesty. <laughs> to me, half. that <laughs> is the best. Song cycle in pop music history to hmm. me that is the best side of pop music ever. So it's, what is that? Start from Here, Here Comes the, the Sun to Her Majesty. Can you and name them all? Yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. If I go, oh, so if I go I, down, the, so there's Here Comes the Sun. I mean, I couldn't do it. I'm just curious. Here Comes the Sun is followed by. Um, God, she didn't drop me. I've listened to this uh, sorry, ninety I, times. You call yourself I a Beatles fan. I want to say um, you never give me no money. And I can tell you the songs that are in there. Is Here, yeah. come, Here Comes the Sun. You never give me your money. Uh, uh, Sun King, yes. Uh, mean Mister Mustard, Polythene Pam. She came in through the bathroom window. Yeah. Golden slumbers yeah. carry you, carry yeah. that weight. In the end, Her Majesty. I know I'm missing one up at the top. Is I but want that you? whole I want you is the last song on what used to be side one. Okay, okay. so that sets the whole thing up. Um, but what, what I've noticed in the remastered stuff. Is well, first of all, more separation, which is always good. Too much of the CDs were kind of muddled, and all yeah. the instruments and the vocals are kind of pushed together a little bit. Well, rock band sounds like that too. It's it was, really I yeah, really separated out. Like, Whoa, and you that's know. fantastic, especially for a, cool. a, an album like Abbey Road, which is the best. It's the greatest headphone album because yeah. they're playing with left ear, right ear stuff mm. all the time. Things going back and forth. If you've ever seen the movie Let It Be, which is very difficult to see these days because I don't think they ever put it out on DVD. I don't and because of I've that, I bit-torrented it. it. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. oh, did you? And I hadn't seen it in a long time. I probably hadn't seen it since the 80s. It's fantastic. It's, it's, uh, they are 
at each other's throats. Right. Well, see, it yeah. was it was always kind of unnerving to me, especially yeah. I guess being in a band. It was unnerving yeah. to me. Right. You know, I was always like, oh, it was almost yeah. cringe for it. It is, and that's it, why I can't watch yeah, it. It is, and so. I always, I always, first of all, as a film, it really holds up. It's a documentary yeah. with no narration. Right. It's just what's going on. It it's eighty percent music, yeah. and uh, and but what's interesting about the way that they get through the fact that they don't like each other and they, they can't is they just they go back to like the 50s music and the stuff that they started yeah, playing right. when they were young there's a great part of it where and they, and they and they kind of work their way through it and I always bought the idea because John Lennon was always my favorite growing up and mm-hmm. and I so I always would see it through his point of view and and they're at each other's throats because McCartney is trying to get them to work harder right. than they want to work. Yeah. And Lennon's whole thing was always, well, McCartney thinks he's the boss and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. The Beatles don't matter anyway, so who cares? Right. And, you know, and I would go along with all that. But you watch it now, and you can really see that Paul McCartney was the only one who recognized what they had. He right. knew that they were better than most. He knew, and he was, and it was, and people forget that he was the first one that left the band. And if you look at Let It Be Now, you can really see that it is McCartney's well, last like, effort to see if they can be a working, right. constructively right. working band. And there's some great moments in there where he's talking to Lennon and Lennon is like yawning in yeah, front yeah, of his yeah. total disrespect but Lennon but McCartney is saying we're scared yeah. and he's telling him we're alienating our audience we don't play live we don't right. show up we, we're, we, we're always above everybody and it's going to hurt us and we need to get out there and enough of these bullshit excuses we're scared and that's what why it ends up with them being on the roof right. actually playing live but it's a great it's a it really is for a Beatles fan that movie and why it's not available I don't know I don't think I've ever seen it in its entirety. I mean, clearly I've seen the concert, you know. uh, I've seen that in pieces even just on YouTube. But, you know, it's funny that you should say that because I've always been a John Lennon guy too. Turns out he was full of shit. (laughs) Some of it is, well... I well, mean, he was, he was my reasons shit. for being a Lennon yeah. fan are, are here and there, but I was always a Lennon fan too. But McCart, I've recently read some interviews uh, with Paul McCartney, and I really started to empathize with him. I mean, kind of what you're saying, he was the first one to publicly leave the Beatles, right. but he wasn't really. It fell apart. Around it fell apart. He knew he Lennon wanted was going to go. go. He wanted to do a club tour, right. with them, and uh, and John was like, "Yeah, well, actually, I quit already, basically." Right. But. I really started to empathize with him because you're right. He always seemed to realize how important they right. were, how significant they were, and everybody else didn't care. They didn't give a shit. Right. And they, they were, were burnt like, out. They were like basically like you're it was kinda like saying like, Hey, you're you're the Beatles. You're the only one who cares about this shit and that the whole concert on the on the rooftop was all like about him and they even right. started it and apparently they started and ended it with Get, Get Back, back. which is weird. Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's a kind of a strange uh, so a, there's just But at the same time, but you know, Lennon's sho- showing up with Yoko every day and yeah. she's sitting yeah. next to him. And I'm oh, not that a Yoko driving me. Crazy. Yeah. I'm not a Yoko just, hater. I'm not I'm not I mean yeah. I'm not. I mean look, Lennon, that was his thing. You fall in love with who you fall in love with. Right. But the, Lennon's whole no thing was no chicks in the band. <laughs> he was performance art, you know. I mean, he was, yeah. and he was, he was forcing, he was doing his social performance art on his mates, you know, yeah. right there, and forcing them to be a part of it. And that was, you know, probably very difficult to deal with, you know. But, but through it all, they're at each other's throats. But they're still, they can't help themselves but make great music yeah. while they're doing it. And it's naturally it's talented, fascinating. Yeah. It's just, it's a great. I hopefully though that'll be the next thing that they. You know, because their movies are very. I think I like it. I like the first one and the last one, really. Yeah. Help is Help you know what for kids, <laughs> and um, 
Yellow Submarine is unwatchable. It's the most <laughs> boring movie. Try to get uh, you'll. How about Sergeant Pepper? That's great. Well, yeah. that, well that was uh, after. That was uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That was uh, Peter Frampton yeah, yeah. and Be- oh. the Bee Gees. Yeah. God, is that just terrible? Yeah, I think even back in my getting high a lot days, I tried to watch Yellow, bad, yeah. Yellow Submarine. And all oh that. no, no, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> you, and you sit down with like a seven year old. You think, oh, you'll like this, and I yeah. like it. And both and of you are asleep. like yawning before <laughs> a second song. I don't know how it got the reputation it did. It's unwatchable. Right. And I'll tell you what else is the, the Sergeant Pepper thing from the seventies. That horrible piece of shit across the universe. I mean, that's just as bad. It's just a modern version. The See, movie, nah, I didn't I like say, it I at all. Like, I, I liked, liked it. I didn't like it I kind of did like it, yeah. I, I thought it was just like the Sergeant Pepper's thing. But There's you know a girl named some name. Right, yeah. Come on. Well, well here's, I'm between here's the you guys I'll, on that one. I'll I, tell you what I thought I was... I didn't like it, but there was things about it that I thought were well, clever. I just, you know? was, was anything real in it? Was the whole thing it was CG? Just... or I mean, uh, here's, here's the thing that... I'll tell you what I... Well, it kept my interest, so that's something. It kept me watching it all the way through. But I'm not going to go, you know, start comparing it to some great cinematic, you know. Why pieces. have other people anyway, sing Beatles songs? Who's going to buy well, that soundtrack? I I'm going to listen to Beatles songs. No, well, I'm never going to buy other people. I'm never going to buy the soundtrack. <laughs> Granted, I'm never going to buy the soundtrack. But what it, what what I thought was cool was somebody just kind of taking the time. I guess maybe it was just the time that was took and in looking at all their material and all their songs and what they're all about and sort of being able to craft somewhat of a coherent story right. around specific songs pulled from their career. I think and I thought that was kind of interesting. I think and, visually and I, did, was, uh, I, I was turned it. off by it very much. You know, I just didn't like it's all a the musical. stuff. I mean, there's a there's a well I like musicals that are musicals, but yeah, I mean I the uh, it reminds me there's a Toyota Prius commercial. Yeah. yeah. Where all the people are in the sun is people. I know that was made by the same <laughs> motherfuckers that made across the universe. Because that whole movie Maybe it looks, was. Maybe it looks <laughs> that like that commercial. Yeah. Looks like that. I just thought Thank it was just you, Prius. so over the top. And yeah. and I also I'll tell you something I don't like, and it doesn't matter what your politics are, yeah. I don't like politics. In art, I don't like. Right. I don't yeah. like art being. And it was I obvious that. that they're trying to make a statement about our times Absolutely. by using the Vietnam times, yeah. and that just does not work for me. No, I agree. You know, with that. I don't have any doubt that if the Beatles were an, were a band that started in nineteen. 19- 99, they would have been against the Iraq war. And they, it doesn't, right. I, I don't doubt it at all. Right. But I don't like... The Beatles didn't sing revolution songs. They had revolution, right. Even the song Revolution... revolution isn't about... Yeah. John Lennon, if he would have taken his own goddamn advice in that <laughs> right, song, right, right. would have saved himself yeah. half the 70s. Exactly. You know? he, he became what he mocked in that song, exactly. which was so, so weird. ridiculous. But the Beatles... You knew how they felt, and they were about, and they they were against the Vietnam War, and all that was fine. But there aren't songs about right. that, and I can't stand. Right. Well, what I can't stand more, though, I have to admit, like you know, somebody doing a movie and trying to, you know, make a political statement. You know, it's your movie. That's what you're right. doing. And if I'm going to watch it, I have to expect to watch your movie. What I don't like is when artists or actors or all these people yeah, go to award you. shows right. oh, yeah. that I'm just trying to watch a show or they're on an interview and I'm just supposed to be learning about this thing that they're in and they force their political. That's what I can Well, the say. most hilarious thing of that was uh, Sean Penn at the Academy uh. Awards last year. And you always look for it from him. Yeah. But he didn't understand. I mean, he, it was the wildest contradiction. That I've ever seen in one of these people because he he, well he he was, like, he was getting an award yeah. well he was yeah. getting an award because he played Harvey Milk who right. was a gay uh, council person in right. San Francisco who was who was killed and it was it's a crazy thing guy got off on the Twinkie defense it's a wild story it's a story worth I telling saw the movie. so he shows he shows up and the first thing he says is I can't remember one or the other but. 
his two points were, number one, America, thank you for electing such an elegant, he used the word elegant man yeah. as president of the United States. So, you know, it's like, right. oh, thank, oh, we've gotten Sean Penn's approval. Yeah. Right, uh, right. Isn't that uh, wonderful? Isn't that listen, wonderful? I but can't, then, oh, you're, but another you're point, going right in my alley. Right? Another, <laughs> point, another point that he made was apparently there were anti, because of what's going on in L.A. about the gay marriage thing and all this stuff, there were protesters outside uh, protesting gay, legalization of gay marriage. And so he goes off on the screen, and those people are saying, you people are going to have to answer to your children and your grandchildren about where you were at this time in history and what right. you said. Meanwhile, the elegant man that he was speaking of was against gay was marriage. Against, exactly. So, uh, Sean Penn, are you saying that this elegant man is going to have to answer to his children and his <laughs> grandchildren about it? <laughs> yeah, 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 it was right. the biggest contradiction, no, yeah, yeah. which you know, it's, which they will never see. And it's you know, it's it's rather hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a good point. Yeah. But now we've alienated you know all of our half of our, half of our podcast listening audience. I'm for no, gay no, marriage. No, I know, I know. I, I'm, I'm for whatever. <laughs> no, but believe me, do. I'm do a hippie who believes in lower taxes. I'm an right. anomaly. You know, yeah. I, I, I. How does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's it, it, it makes for an interesting life because I'm constantly arguing with everybody. Yeah. You know, I argue with the Tea Party people. Right. I argue with the liberals. I I'm, I'm I feel pretty good about it because I'm I'm. I think I'm pretty original right. in my thinking because niche. I'm always alone. Well, I feel, I feel <laughs> like you. I can't, I can't put myself into one yeah. side. I, I take yeah. certain things from every side. I feel like now reason is the new radical. You know. to, to demand, right. to, to insist exactly. that you're going to be reasonable yeah, is yeah. seen as a radical act. Right. It's yeah. one side or the other, pal. That's right. Yeah, you know? yeah you're either with us or against us. Right. You know? yeah. This is a war. Well, it's know. not a war for me. I'm going to barbecue tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What else? What else you got over there, guy? I almost have commercial time again, to be honest with you. Wow. I know. You guys are really well sponsored. We need to get some salespeople over here. Get your people. Do you have to go? Well, I have to play tonight, so I have a... uh, We're in separate bands, too. Oh, I see. Yeah, we play in separate bands as well. Well, that's cool. However you want to do it. If we're done, we're done. Um, I wanted... Well, there was some more music talk. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Yeah, I should be good. I don't even know what time I have to be down there, to be honest. It's a later show. It's ah, a Saturday night, so. Fuck em. It's playing at the Legendary Masquerade. The Legendary Masquerade, yeah. What? You ever go to that place? I Have I been there? It's I, don't cool think place. I've, I don't think I've ever been in there. They have a place up on top, right? Yeah. And they have another place, different stages. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever been in there. It's a pretty cool place. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool place. We did a uh, Halloween thing there, and I, I hate Halloween. Do you? No, really? How could you hate Halloween? I love the Flaming Lips, and I hate Halloween. Halloween. (laughs) All right, Flaming Lips. Yeah, that was going to be my next. uh, Um, uh, But I I just, I don't know. For some reason, it just seems like a kid's holiday to me. And then, so we were supposed to do a whole thing, and I just, I said, tell people I'm the Invisible Man. And I said, (laughs) that's good. (laughs) You want to do the break, or you want to do the talk? We we have to do it. We got to do the break. Yeah, Yeah. so let's do that. All right. I was saying, how long would it, would I have to go without having signs flashed at me? Give you the uh, bullshit cue Before, cards? I can't be told that that's a problem of mine anymore. Did you have laminated these? They're getting all over yeah. my fingers. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's all I had. You'll know it when you're there. I like working in As a professional, you'll know it when you're there. 
what? Not what? Not going on too long? Is yeah. that what he's He'll know that it's when not I, a problem When have anymore. I fixed the problem? Yeah. You know, and, and no longer can be, you know, picked on for it. <laughs> you know, hey, how, look, how you many shows do I picked on for anything. You don't know what you do. What I do is I just ignore what people are saying. That's if true. it bothers me that it's real, and I fix it because <laughs> it bothers me. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm doing. I mean, also part of it is I know that, you know, it's part of who I am. So, right. you know. But also people are going to, especially when you're dealing with the Internet, I mean, people are just going to go after you. Yeah. I don't care what you're doing. People are going to go after you. And they're gonna, and I, so I just tune all of that out. Yeah. No. Yeah. As far as that goes, I mean. If I, I make myself feel good. No, this is between Ira and myself. <laughs> oh, fuck him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just your co-host. Who cares what a co-host thinks? Who cares you? what he thinks? That's right. You do your thing. You do your Beatles. job. I'll do mine. Hey, he asked me to be on the show, so I, know. You know, I got it. That's why. The <laughs> 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 All right, let's keep with the. Mu- I keep thinking of I'll things tell you what, to though. talk about radio wise, but yeah. let's keep with the music. I going. know. And yeah. the funny what? thing is, is, the Beatles. Like, I don't know what it is about them. There's other. I don't know that they're my favorite band. Right. I love the Beatles, but because there is a segment, the earlier stuff that I wasn't like. Huge, I, it, I didn't. That's not when I got pulled into the Beatles. Right. You know, I got pulled in. To, to me, Abbey Road and Let It Be. That's, you know, and then even, you know, the White Peppers Album. And the White Album. But um, in any case, I, I could just feel like you could just talk about them forever. There's well, I mean, so there's, many a, there's a whole lot of things there's about just, them. And how their styles change so but, much. But, you know, some, like of that, said, you some know. of that early stuff you go back to, though, there's some great stuff in there. Oh, there too. is. There I is. mean, uh, should have known better. Uh, yeah. A hard day's night yeah. is some of Lennon's best. I yeah. mean, and it's just it's just a fantastic song. And then there's stuff in there. You know, it's funny you brought up the fact that uh, "Get Back" is on "Let It Be" twice. Right. Yeah. If you watch, it's a hard day's night. There, there, there's rehearsing going on for that television show they're going to do. Yeah. And there's one song that they do twice. It's just, it's absurd. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely absurd that it's a movie and you would sit through a song twice. And then sit through it again. Well, unless there's that one. If I to... fell, I think it's okay. in there twice. Yeah, my my mom had uh, Beatles' second album on eight track, and that oh, was one of the... that was great. Yeah. I had Abbey Road on eight track. Did that's you? the worst experience of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you get the, right. the middle of polythene Pam and oh yeah, check two. Yeah, my mom was a big fan of. George Harrison, for whatever reason, I don't know. She was maybe it was because everybody loved right. Paul and John, right. so she thought. And I remember at my grandmother's house, she had this doll that had been hers, like a little George Harrison doll, and it had like almost like what a bobblehead would look like mm-hmm. now, yeah. and it was just frightening. No, it was, it was a scary head. It was almost like a Family Guy character, yeah. right? I think I'm familiar yeah. with that. Yeah, it was so frightening, and I, I was just scared of it. <laughs> that was it. I just remember going over there and hoping that it wasn't out or anywhere to be seen. But, but, you know, I was going to say, you know, with that early stuff, too, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big blues head now, mm-hmm. you know, and I have been for a long time, but I always gravitated towards that stuff. And, you know, that early, even the early Beatles stuff, you know, they were just, you know, doing Little Richard stuff. And, yeah. right. and they were R&B. Yeah. They were and, really and into the Chuck R&B. Berry stuff and everything. And well, grew out of Skiffle, right? In exactly. the 50s. And exactly. The, but it took know. me a while to go back and listen to what they were listening to. And yeah, that's interesting, right? You go back and Carl Perkins was a big, yeah. big influence yeah. on them. Yeah. Here, another cool uh quick little tidbit for you is um my folks were actually in new york city when they first performed on the ed sullivan show they were staying in a hotel next to the ed sullivan theater mm-hmm. and they were there with some friends and uh they could hear the screaming coming through you know <laughs> so that's pretty it's just kind of neat to have i guess if you, you know it's at the show <laughs> yeah well you know it's interesting because you see all those girls screaming and and you realize now that there's there's the beatles uh, you know 
the Beatles were just the thing. You know, it was Frank Sinatra before them. It yeah. was Elvis Presley after them. And it's been, you know, all the way up to New Kids on the Block and NSYNC. I was about and, to say, they were the Backstreet and, Boys. And, and Backstreet, yeah. All that kind of stuff. And you realize that that's what's so great about the Beatles is that they grew past that. How many of these yes. other bands, you know, I'm not saying Timberlake's right. the Beatles or whatever. He as an individual has transcended yeah. that teeny bopper thing. But it's yeah. very, very rare that you're not just the flavor of the month. And, you know, obviously Sinatra did, but he became something totally different. Yeah. And, and Elvis Presley went into movies. Mm-hmm. But these guys stayed a band. And like we said before, seven years, that growth right. that goes on from girls chasing amazing. you around to Abbey Road is pretty amazing. I just remember, you know, I read a book about the making of uh, Sgt. Pepper's. You know, it was called like 20 years ago mm-hmm. or, or something like that. And it really described well what the feeling was like when that album came out. I mean, remember when albums came came out and everybody was so excited and yeah. so anticipated. Yeah. Well, you don't get that anymore. You don't well, get that because you don't have bands that stick around anymore. Right. They're, yeah. they're huge and they're gone. Yeah. I mean... You don't even get the... Yeah, you're right. That is a huge reason. When the Beatles because, were going yeah. on, you know, The Who was going on, Led Zeppelin was going uh, on, The Stones were going on. You had many bands right. that had multiple albums and, and, and yeah. stayed on top for years. And so there was a reason to be excited about their new album. Exactly. What are they yeah. going to do now? Right. You know, we know it's going to well, be great. People were just so... You know, they weren't so saturated like they are today with right. so much different so shit. It, Everybody right. was so, you know, into them at the yeah, time. I think so the last now. time I had a feeling like that about a band was probably like... You know, an old Halen record, you know, back in the 80s when those right. were coming out where I got so excited. Well, of course, because it happens for you every time there's new For Crows me, record. it happens with the with the Black Crows still, I would say. That's probably... I mean, Los Lobos, I get the feeling, yeah, but yeah. They, they've had their... They've kind of tapered off recently right. with their production and... Uh, the only time it happens for me is for the Black Keys. Black Keys, yeah. man. Like I, I no, I'm just starting to. I've oh, heard a little bit of their you, I'll stuff. I'll turn you on to those guys. I've heard a little bit of their stuff, and I, I've, I've liked cool. it. That's my favorite. It happened, I follow bands. I guess the Flaming Lips are the ones that I follow right. now. Where Which I'm, I was like, ask I've you got about. an album coming out, I think, in a week or two. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've, I've got the, the. I've heard three or four songs from okay. it, and I'm pretty excited about it. It's a totally different sound for them. Yeah. It seems like it's a, it's industrial. Are they a band that does? Different. Well, I mean, sounds every well, they're album. a band that's been together since '83. So yeah. I mean, they've they've. Uh, there, if you look at something like uh, she don't, she don't use jelly. don't use jelly compared yeah. to the stuff that you know, for off of the Yoshimi and stuff. There's a lot of differences in war, at War with the Mystics. It's been kind of the same genre, psychedelic right. genre, but this one, the stuff I've heard off of it anyway, seems like industrials. You know, yeah. like it has it has this industrial. Or- well, it just has an industrial edge, yeah. and you know, still experimental. And I think it's going to be a little. It's going to take a few more listens to right. get comfortable with than the Is other stuff Shimi has was been. He even had like an electronic quality to it, doesn't? Yeah, it? but it's but it's psychedelic. I mean, it yeah, has that. It's, it, it has that. That it's that definitely that magical mystery yeah, tour. Yes, yeah, but I mean, I don't I don't know much about them to be honest. Yeah. With you. You know, well, that, that what happened with them was they were. Uh, all you have to do is watch a movie called The Fearless Freaks, and you get the whole story, and, and it's a fascinating, huh. fascinating right. story. They started in 83. They had right. some some success in the early 90s, and then that went away, and they it is where they started the Flaming Lips as we know them now. Okay. Um, and were they like a been, harder, like a heavier band back They then? were a heavier, they were, um, they were just more of an indie band. You yeah. know what I mean? They, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they were always experimental, yeah. and a lot of their stuff from the early 90s is, uh, they had an album called, the, the one that Jelly is on. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of the album right now, but um, 
fantastic. It's just a great end, and there's no other album that sounds like it. Um, and but they couldn't keep that going, and they couldn't. Uh, but they were always resourceful, and they they did these sort of parking lot experiments where yes. Wayne would give out. Uh, they had different albums that all played at well, the same time. Well, that was a different, time. right. Well, they, they came out with this one album that was, you bought four CDs yes. that oh, played yeah. the same thing and you'd start them all at the same time. That's incredible. And it would have this clutch. So they were doing stuff like that. And a have lot you of heard that, that, yeah, I haven't ever heard it. it yeah. The idea to me when I heard about it's, that, that was, right. I do remember uh, that. I early nineties or uh, no, no, that was actually like 95, 96. This, this, this was the yeah. hub, like in between, yeah. right? Like the the Vaseline, I mean the jelly stuff, yes. and what they're doing now, kind of incorporated some of that sound that came out of that four okay. CD set, and also. Uh, that the idea that he, they also did these parking lot experiments where what Wayne would give tapes to all these people in a parking lot and a different and they all had boom boxes and yeah. he would org, like a conductor of an orchestra <laughs> he would and you would hit your boom box and right. all these weird so what they did was they took that idea and brought it to the stage with okay, them and right. that's where it kind of started with the soft style they opened with the same song every time you see him yeah. for the last ten or eleven years okay. and you wouldn't want it any other way because huh. it's the best have you never have you never seen them no uh, no but it's the best opening I mean I've been watching yeah. rock shows for right. ever and it is the best opening of a rock right. show I mean I'm, I'm pretty picky about music I'm right. you know a real pain in the ass about it and uh, I wouldn't say I've tried listening to them and it's just I, I would say their music probably isn't my thing mm -hmm. but okay I really would um, And but going to their live shows is definitely something I've been wanting to do they, just because I hear they it. They were just here yeah. uh, and they were great. I mean, yeah. they, and it, it's one of those things where they were so great that Wayne even sang well. I mean, that's one of those things like, <laughs> and that's going to happen like he once every up. four times. Did they do anything different uh, uh, this yeah, time? Yeah, they've really, yeah. Um, I was worried about because you think about the stuff they've been doing and like, well, now is it just getting old? Because the whole thing of a Flaming Lips show is it's, it's midnight, it's New Year's, you know, it's that moment. When they take the stage, okay. it's midnight, right. it's the new Confetti year, and it's a yeah. New Year's party. Right. And if that goes on and on, you know, sometime in your own life, if you try to pretend it's Christmas every day, you really end up actually more depressed, depressed. than you would have yeah. been if you just would have gone to work. Should have gone to work. I wondered about it kind of playing out. But what's happened with them now is they've been reinvigorated. And because they're so resourceful – after you know U two and all these bands, they they paid for all these LED screens, these curtain screens. Yeah. And I I know enough about the Flamingos to know that the reason they have one now is obviously they came down in price, and right. so <laughs> they went out. And so now they rather than just having the projector stuff that they've yeah, always yeah. had behind them, uh, they have a, the LED thing, and they open the show. And uh, it, the great thing about the Flaming Lips is that they put on a show show. Like yeah. if you go see U two. Or these, it's you know the lights and everything are just tremendous. They knock you out with this visual right. thing, and I've always enjoyed. I'm a big Peter Gabriel fan. I've always enjoyed live shows that uh -huh. that, that really, that, that make really it like knock a Broadway you out. production. Yeah. You know, but you get the feeling when you see you two or even Peter Gabriel or these people that they have to be at this mark at this time for this light to right. hit them, and that's going to affect some of the spontaneity, spontaneity yeah. of the show. The Flaming Lips do all that, but. If you show up to the show, you're going to see them for an hour before the show starts because they come out and plug up, plug in all of their own equipment. They do. They're, oh, yeah, wow. they're out there with the roadies, putting in their own equipment. They're quite often walking through the crowd. Really? Um, if you, hey Wayne, how you doing? You know, <laughs> Wayne pops some confetti on you an yeah. hour before the show starts, and huh. you're so intimately familiar with them. Right. While the, as you've seen them up there setting up the stage, but then. 
they enter like you've never seen them before, <laughs> which is fantastic. You know, <laughs> so you've seen them walking around right. and everything, and now with the the, the newest entrances is just great. They, there's a, a, a they've always used this sort of uh, naked hippie girl silhouette imagery. Yeah. And uh, now she she comes across and she's dancing, but then she lays down and her uh. vagina starts pulsating, <laughs> oh, hey. and it opens up until the point where the pulsating is all that's in the screen. Now here's the beautiful thing: if yeah. it was you two, then they would. The idea is that she's birthing the flaming lips, so they right. they appear through the LED okay. screen through right. her vagina, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. But if it was you two, which is brilliant, of course. Yeah, yeah. If, it, if it was you two, and who yeah. hasn't wanted to be birthed on stage? Yeah. You know, right I've before. Done it before. <laughs> <laughs> if it was you two, it would be seamless. She would lay back, and it would open, and out they would come, and they might even come on the elevator. If it was the Stones, it'd be the same way. Yeah. But that's not the way it is with um, with the Flaming Lips. The Flaming Lips, she lays down, and then a bunch of roadies run out there with a ramp <laughs> and put it up to the LED thing. Right. And then, and then the band that you've seen for an hour walks out and pretends that you've never seen right. them before. Right. Right. And Wayne is down underneath the ramp, putting himself inside of the space ball yeah. but you see him he doesn't just appear in the space ball you see him get in, it in the space and ball. inflate it right, right. and but the whole thing still works i mean and yeah. then you know so it's just a great opening and um just a great time this is i think the second best time i saw him was at chastain a couple yeah. weeks ago best time was at tabernacle a couple years ago because it was almost anything at the tabernacle. insane yeah, i mean yeah, it was just it was great. every that, that whole show in that right. small in place that small little event. And, and such a cool uh, venue you know such a great venue yeah. and uh so yeah, Chat, I mean, how I'd, did Chastain work for like the ball and everything? Oh, uh, you so know what? S- this is another funny thing. Yeah, Before yeah. the whole thing started, he right. had to go to the microphone and say, "I want to use my space ball, and I have to make food. sure." Yeah. I want. No, they didn't have that. Oh, okay. you know, but there are <laughs> seats. He said, "You know, yeah. we don't usually play with our seats up front." Yeah. So he had to coach everybody to move in, <laughs> oh, my so God. that he wouldn't. But the whole thing, and that's it's a behind the scenes. Before and the yeah. whole thing is like, right. you know what? We're not trying to show off in front of you like other bands do. We're all kind of doing this together. Right. We're all, and if you guys give us encouragement and we give you a good show, it's all going to work, and it's right. on. It's on all of us, and That's uh, cool. and it's just it's it's just a really good time, huh. and the music is really good to me. I mean, I, yeah. I really, you know, uh, Wayne can't sing hardly at all, but uh, Stephen Drodes, the guy that does, plays all the, his is a brilliant musician yeah. and basically Coyne, right wayne coin yeah. and, and you know he's the guy who comes up with the concepts this is the way i read it he comes up with the concepts he does some of the writing of the songs but he can go to this guy steven and say i want this sound i want this to do right. that and steven can figure right. it out and yeah. he can play anything huh. and he's really and michael who plays bass god bless him is just an average bass player but they're all friends not, yeah. and and if if you i mean i, I would imagine steven plays most of the bass on uh on, on the <laughs> on record, right, I, yeah. I, yeah, I would imagine. You know, for a while they were touring without a drummer, Jeez. without a drummer. So, and 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 they <laughs> would, and when they needed drums, they would project Stephen playing drums That's in his basement to the, you know, to the thing, so you would get that effect. Um, <laughs> wow! So I just love the whole experimental thing, and I, yeah. I, I I like the fact that Wayne Coyne is about working. And yeah. and not making excuses right, for right, artists right. because too many artists yeah, pretend there's that. a reason why mm-hmm. they're not successful. And you know he's always said you know if if someone you know build a stage, you know if someone won't yeah. book you, you know build right. a stage in a park and stand up there and play yeah, or there whatever. And there's that sort right. of you know I really I like his work ethic and the right. the, the, the way that he does his stuff. Yeah, I, I recommend Fearless Freaks the movie if you want to get some, All right. yeah, some background. On the other hand, I wish that they would stop doing the political shit on stage because I'll tell you something I don't care 
how that Santa Claus votes. Yeah. I don't care how Santa Claus votes. Right. Right. You, know, I'm just, you know, okay. And for me, it's not that um, it's not that I disagree with their politics. That yeah. doesn't bother me so much. It's that point that I realize that this band that I love so much. And these guys that I respect so much, if they met me, would hate me. Right. And then that, like, yeah. brings me, that brings me down for a song or two. But then yeah. I jump back into know. it, you know? Yeah, that, yeah, we went and saw this uh, harp player that, that I like, harmonica player, mm-hmm. at Blind Willie's, uh, I guess, last year. And I was with a bunch of conservative friends of mine, you know. And he, the show was great. And, of course, last tune, he starts spouting anti-Bush speak and everything. And those guys are like, all right, well, we're paying our tabs. Right? Yeah. God, it just ruined the whole experience. What I do, do is I just, do that. I, oh, yeah. Wayne is going to do it. And Wayne's a, you know, he, he doesn't really know that much about politics, to be honest with you. And sometimes he spouts shit. Well, okay, I mean, thing. you don't like, like Bush. You don't, that's fine. It's America. Right. You don't like Bush. That's cool. Yeah. I don't give a shit. You know? um, he was still complaining about Bush, and he's not even the president anymore right. a couple <laughs> weeks ago. But uh, I, I just always use it as an opportunity to go get a drink or something. And I pretend it's not happening because I don't. <laughs> I don't want it to ruin. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want it to. I don't. That's really what I do. Yeah, I yeah. don't want it to ruin. I I just love this yeah. band and what they do live so much. It's and right. those nights are so special for me. Right. I mean, my friends fly in. I mean, this is a yeah. big oh, deal with awesome. the Flaming Lips. And uh, and I just don't want to be thinking about right. you know war. They're like um they're like the the opposite of the wizard you know in the Wizard of Oz where he's like pay no attention to right the no right. they're like pay, pay attention, attention to everything, everything going on behind. Ground. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, and to bring it to kind of a local reference, um, I mean, I, I guess you're familiar with Manor Astro Man. Who? Manor Astro Man. Manor Astro Man. Have you ever heard of them? I've heard of it, but you know, I don't go out. You probably well, more would have heard of them. They don't play uh, anymore, but uh, they were. We Rob know, Del Bueno. Uh, Rob Del, Del Bueno engineered our last record. He owns a studio in mm-hmm. Cabbage Town, and they were a band that you probably would have loved when they were still around. But yeah. same type of thing. They made all their sets, and right. uh, Rob was like a, a Georgia Tech student. Crazy engineer made like a Tesla coil, you know, right, in right, his, right, yeah. in his studio, and they had all kinds of crazy shit on stage. No, I would, I would like, that, uh, yeah, know? and uh, they, ha- they're coolest. I wish thing there was more did. local guys, which I'm sure there are, right? You know, doing that type of stuff because you can, you know, you, you can, can get into the can. into the they're, star bar and do all kinds of crazy shit. Their coolest gimmick, though, I guess you'd call it a the gimmick. Manor Astro Man, yeah, Manor Astro Man was, um, you know, kind of much like the, you know they're around. You know, you know those guys are right. kind of out there meeting. Right. I guess you know they were playing obviously smaller shows, but they would show up places and they had this whole thing that they were from grid. That was what it was mm-hmm. from outer space. They were right. from outer space, from many, many, many you know oh, light years away. Wasn't it a planet? It wasn't even grid? like a planet. It was like it was like just grid. <laughs> like right. that's where they were from. That right. was the crazy thing. And then they would have people come up to them like you know. They'd play somewhere in Alabama, and the guy would be like, man, you know, we've been waiting for you guys to come right here forever. You know, he's like, he's like, listen, do you – and their whole thing was like, do you have any idea where we're from? <laughs> like, we're from Grid. Do you know how far we – the fact you that we've even, even landed <laughs> right. on this planet right. at the same time that right. you're living on the planet – is yeah. just astronomical. incredible <laughs> that it so even happened. Up. So it. seriously, you know, <laughs> yeah, that was great. You know, you're actually seeing a show, I, you know, and I thought that was phenomenal um, that they just stuck I would in like that, that character. Yeah, you know? no, I would like that because I love. I love yeah. space and you know all that yeah. shit too. So, yeah. the, well, when you, and I think that's what I like about the Flame Lips as well. There's a lot of like space and universe talk, yeah. and you know. And another band that you know gets a lot of flack from just kind of the normal rock crowds and everything. The band that I used to oh, be into what my fish talk. <laughs> yeah. well, I used to be into fish a little bit. You right. Know? Yeah. Oh, I got a friend who's like way into them. Yeah. I mean, I don't follow them and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And They're kind of the but, Grateful Dead for now, right? Exactly. Right. But I mean. Listen, their improv skills are incredible, mm-hmm. and yeah. some of their music's pretty incredible. Great band. Again, no great vocals in the band, you know, and everything. <laughs> but 
you know, you go see them live, and they do have a lot of stuff like that. You know, they. Uh, I remember one show I went out to, they like threw three huge beach balls out into the audience, like right. humongous beach right. balls, and one would represent a member of the band. Mm-hmm. You know, and whatever was happening with the beach ball on the audience is what right. they were playing, and you know, right. yeah, see, and it, but it does like is that. it forces it right. forces the band to take interest in that particular show because right. something a little bit different is it's happening, yes, exactly. and it's a great trick right. to keep you interested as a performer. I think, right. um, and I think that's what uh, Wayne Coyne does. He's always thinking of right. something new, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't. I mean, I, I went. To, this was great. I don't know if you've ever seen. A show at the is it called the Classic Theater in Athens? It's called it's a theater in Athens. I, I know you're talking cla- about, and it's more of a I never theater theater. Yeah. And the Flaming Lips were there, and we go out there. And when I walk in, when the opening band is on. Literally, the people who run the place are telling people to sit down and stop dancing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Right, right. And so I'm thinking, I'm just laughing, thinking these people have no, no clue idea yeah. what they're what about. is about to happen yeah, yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> this is about to get so much crazy. So that was fantastic. Document that. So guys yeah. are walking around dressed as uh, superheroes, and they're handing everybody uh, the little uh, those what are those uh, the laser lights, laser, yeah. laser points, LEDs. Yeah. Now, right. or, and what I love about this is that for years leading up to this point. Artists have been complaining, complaining about, about people the in the audience. Right. Shining laser. Laser. So yeah. you go to Flaming Lips show and they hand everybody <laughs> one. And they say there's going to be a moment for this. where And, then, and they're right. going all over the place. And, and it was a great moment where, you know, there's a cop standing over and, and everybody's, you know, before the show starts, before the lips take the stage, they're, they're, they're doing these laser pointers all over the place. And, it went, and there's a great Flaming Lips moment because at one point, the cop starts doing it to people in the crowd. You know, there's this <laughs> moment where things, right. then you become a child again, whether right, you, right. you know, could buy into it or not. But on that one, uh, there's a whole, I'm going to turn around in the middle of this song, and you'll see five, four, three, two, one. And he turns around and he's got a huge mirror on his belly. And uh-huh. Everybody's pointing in one place and it's, right. it's fantastic. And so like, that's one that worked. He had this other notion that I think they <laughs> stopped, wild. they it's stopped good. doing mm. for a while. I mean, what they stopped pretty quickly was that apparently, I don't know if they're Japanese products or if you can get them here, they're there's uh, there's women's panties that have uh, you can like they vibrate and somebody else controls them so it's oh, like a wireless yeah. thing so this is like that was on something Wayne goes out and buys uh, eight or nine or ten or eleven yeah. whatever gives them to selected girls in the crowd yeah, yeah. for them That's to wear during the show yeah. and then at different points of the show he decides <laughs> when he's going to hit it and how much he's going to hit it and I, I don't I think they stopped doing that one but, yeah, I can but see I'm, that one crossing <laughs> some boundaries That's oh, good though this dude gets people naked on stage yeah. all the time I don't know how he wow. does it. That's awesome. That's right. You were saying there was some, there was a there was a good amount of nakedness in this last one. There's nudity, but I mean I've yeah. seen pictures in this tour where there's like six women on stage, totally nude, and I'm, it's illegal, right? I don't know if it's Europe. I don't know where it is. Wow, isn't it great when you have a band that you like that does keep trying? Yeah, you know, they just, just keep trying. They you know? keep trying. They're, they're, even if they, they fail at something, you in, go yeah. look. They're they're trying to entertain me. They're they're worried about right. my that I get my money's worth. Yeah, that, you right. know something. You know that. Um, and I and I like the Flaming Lips. I think it still comes goes back to the Beatles. It's still that same type of thing that that says this can be more. It's a pop song, but it can do more to yeah. you and with right. you and 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 uh, and you know it makes life. You know, there's so much shitty crap and you know tragedy in life. Right. It's nice to have moments and places where you can go and just listen to a song and, and yeah. get happy. That's what the Beatles songs do to me. I mean, if I'm yeah. in a down mood, 
they're like Christmas songs or right. something. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll hear Lady Madonna or something, yeah. and suddenly it's like, well, okay, yeah, I'll be I, all right. I have those albums yeah. that I can listen to anytime, any yeah. place, right. and it's just it's perfect for yeah. for wherever you I am. It. You know, you whatever I do. I sometimes know? one we used to, I used to have a debate with uh, not debate, but the friends I would talk about a if discussion. you if you had to if you knew you were going to lose your sight. Or, oh, yeah, or yeah, your yeah. hearing, Age which one would discussion? you? Yeah. Yeah. which one would you choose? And because I, I, I love film, I mean, I could. Me we too. haven't even touched on it. I, I could talk film for three hours. So could I. Um, and I and I used to say definitely sight because I couldn't imagine not hearing uh, the Beatles. My, I have a sister in law who's who's deaf, and and we were she was with us at Christmas once, and my favorite Christmas album is the Bing Crosby one because it's the one we had in. Yeah. in, in when I was a kid, and he was singing White Christmas, and she could hear, like, the tones. Of, and we were all – it was interesting because she started talking about the fact that she doesn't know what that feels like. You know, yeah, She right. doesn't know what that feels like because yeah, she yeah. got a virus when she was two or three, and she'd been deaf. But she could hear a little. She wasn't completely deaf. I mean, oh, she yeah. could hear, yeah. you know, sort of you know, muffled noise sounds. and muffled sounds. Yeah. And, and we started singing along to it, two or three or four of us she at the knew. table – and she could hear just enough of White Christmas. Yeah. And you could see something happen in her yeah. eyes. Like, oh, well, that's the experience of, huh. you know. And, and that's so interesting. It's, 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 it's wonderful that we as humans And you still feel that way, right? Have you, that. You'd, well, rather, a, you'd rather have your ears? I th- well, the, well, now sometimes I go, been, I, I go through periods now, which I never thought were possible, where I don't listen to music at all for like two or three or four weeks. And that, never, stuff. Yeah. that right. never happened to me before. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'll just get tired of it. I got, right. I've got 4,000 songs in my iTunes, yeah. and sometimes I go, what am I going to listen to? Yeah, right. You know? and, That's the most And I'm never in the thing. mood for I it, um, and I never thought that that could happen to me. Um, I, can't well, I, I, to to, I can't listen to music in the morning. Right. Really? I don't know why. Yeah, that's good just, for you. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's just a thing. I've never been somebody who can get in the car. And I'm not a morning person. Right. So maybe just yeah, neither talk and things like that kind of, yeah, right. That's why I work. You get it yeah, out of the right. way. It eases me in. But yeah, no, I have to force myself to listen to music on the weekends now. Because I love listening to music, mm-hmm. but I'm listening yeah. to so much. I'm such a talk There's radio so much fan. stuff going right. on. I'm right. listening to that all week long while I'm here at work that... Well, it's funny. That's why this whole thing that's going on with the Beatles now is perfect for me because yeah. I didn't listen to them literally really for about 10 years. Yeah. And I've, I've, I'm not tired of them. And now with what? all this stuff coming out, I'm not, I wouldn't say rediscovering because that's impossible. I've listened right. to them so much. But I'm re-enjoying. You know? yeah, yeah. I think that's a little bit of what happened to me with Across the Universe. Because right. about – I don't know how long it was. Maybe four or five years ago when we were talking before about Naked coming mm-hmm. out, the Let It Be Naked, um, where they – they stripped know, it up. Stripped it down mm-hmm. and kind of did it more maybe like other albums, whatever. I, I enjoyed that, and that came out at some point, and I really enjoyed listening to that. And I actually have right. gotten to the point where I, I think I like it better. And then the movie got reminded you of all those movie, songs. And right. then just the movie. And then it was probably another four or five years, and then that movie came out. And it kind of just kind of made well, me look Well, I would at, recommend highly songs, yeah. that Toyota Prius ad. I will. <laughs> I'm going to check that out. I'm going to check that out. Thank you, Toyota. All right. Well, I think that'll be a good way to end it here. You ready to wrap good. it up? Yeah, because I'm, do I'm doing this for you, Chief. Cause you I know. Go. I, I got to go be a musician. I apologize to everybody. I tell you to plug yourself, but this isn't. This podcast isn't going to be up by the time. You I know. might just plug myself for fun, but Ooh, that's yeah. a whole other issue. What's the name of the band? The band is called East Pont Soul Faction. We are an you'll love them instrumental funk and soul band of like the old school, you oh. know, organ based. Oh, I dig it. Booker T. Yeah, it's it's that Hammond organ sound. Right, right. He doesn't always play Hammond, but yeah. Um, I love that sound. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, you dig it. It's really cool. That's the sound that made REO Speedwagon not just another shitty band. You ever <laughs> think about that? I mean, REO, if you go back to the 70s, there's some interesting stuff. And it's because they had, a, it's they they had, had an organ. They had the organ. They had, they had I organ. might 
say that they are just another shitty band. <laughs> 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 that's a whole other thing. Now, I'm talking about that's Golden a whole other thing. Yeah. Come on, Gary Richrath could play. Well, this too. is why we needed yeah. Butler here. Right. He would have had something yeah. to say. Butler, about don't get me wrong. I don't no. buy Ario Speed. Right. Right. No, I'm just saying there was a time. There was a, there's a live album they put out in the late 70s that I used to love to get stoned and listen to. I don't know if I would still now. Golden Country. Well, I think the best, you know, just the best thing about <laughs> the best thing about music, and again, what I was thinking about before is just the best thing is how you can hear that song that you haven't heard and what, and you're just physically you're back at that right. moment. It's amazing. Right. Oh the yeah, songs well, like, where I'm back in my buddy's car yeah. in high school driving by yeah. the beach. You it's know. like smell like that. You know, yeah, smell yeah. and totally. memory are all are linked pop, up together, yeah, and it's, pop, it's like that. Powerful, you know? yeah. And uh, you know, I know we're trying to yeah wrap this up, so I won't uh, go into hey, you know I'll go uh, you know <laughs> I'll go till uh, I know I'm the party, I'm the party pooper to today. pull it all around. I mean, it's uh, that's what the side two of Abbey Road does to me. Yeah, no matter how many times I hear it, right. it still surprises me enough. The changes and the things and. You know, uh, Mean Mr. Mustard. I mean, you're just not going to get that. Yeah. Is that a great song in and of itself? No. But there and where it is and how it plays out, yeah. in, it just gets me every and time. time in every your life. Every single yeah. time it gets me. That's the great thing about music. Turn it up to 11. What about your 3, 2, 1? Well, we kind of talked about a lot Did of we? those things. Yeah, because I wanted okay. to talk about the rock band. But you thing. never introduced your Brian. I didn't really introduce. He usually yeah, does an introduction, and we have music, and there's. I gotta say, I no never, music. I never liked that segment. So I'm glad that it was not good. You know, yeah. right? When yeah. I was here. It was too. It's probably excellent too good for you. <laughs> we needed him to come in and finally shut that one down. <laughs> no, I think it's great for you know when you have musicians. And stuff, <laughs> right. But, uh, well, I had even well Bri- uh, Brian. I was about to say Brian. Ira had asked me if I was going to do it, and I was like, ah, you know, it feels like a musician's kind of thing. Because I ask a lot of questions. It's my time to write, to ask another songwriter as a songwriter about that kind of thing. Well, I've written songs, too. Which we we, we don't want to take up the whole show about. You know, when I was in... um See? When I was Could've in third worked. grade, I wrote the great wrote Henrietta. The, which uh, the great Henrietta? Let me tell you something. People were. Yeah, would you like a, to regale us? Well, you know, I, I remember it was uh, it was about <laughs> it was about a guy who was he, Henrietta he, he, was about Henrietta. A no, it was about a guy who lost a girl named Henrietta. So oh. I'm in third grade or something. I'm writing this, right. and it's and it's about him. You know, singing to her like she's in heaven or something. Yeah, and that's her. cool, but Steve. <laughs> but the writing was so bad that I actually, you know, I did that thing where I rhymed, uh, uh, I think I'm going to die, I think I'm going to cry. But I was such a bad song. <laughs> I was such a bad songwriter, I put in like that. I put in die first. Like, you're supposed to be, I think I'm going to cry. I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die. Things are so bad. I'm going to die. I'm going to cry, which is worse of. Then dying, dying, apparently. Right. <laughs> but I remember there was one part. It was Henrietta, they gave you a nice funeral. <laughs> really? Henrietta, I'm going to cry. I'm going to die. I think I'm going to cry. That's what Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm deep impressed. Stuff. I mean, that's better than most of the shit that I've written <laughs> over the, over the <laughs> You know that we've recorded, according to you. That was the thing when I wrote when I when I when I realized what what age it was. I was like, you know what, you are not a songwriter because that's what I wanted to be. You know, musician. Hey, it's never too late. Uh, I can write. I can write. I can write a verse or two that's interesting in and of itself. But I can't write songs. And it's, to me, it's again, it's the same poetry. thing. It's like, um, yeah, because you can call anything poetry. And that's the great exactly. thing. There you go. It's not what? supposed to rhyme. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Perry Farrell you never rhymed. You got to learn anything. the rules before you right. break the rules. <laughs> that's right. Which, by the way, you know what? I I love the uh, regular guy's intro song. You it's, like uh, it? Which one? The Jesse James the Jesse James, oh, yeah, yeah, I love Jesse it. James. I, I heard absolutely it. love it. We had the other. <laughs> I played it for him. We had the other one. We had the Diddy for years. Yeah, you did play yeah, it for him. Well, the Diddy was cool, too. But no, that was great. And he did that. You know, we Bang just asked him. We went and and, uh, 
It's an awesome rock song, I think. And yeah. He got it. He got it out there, and then like a week later, we made Tim Andrews <laughs> put in he all this the whole. Th- oh, he yeah. did this whole song. Yeah. Uh, Larry, Eric, Southside, Steve, and, right, right. and whatever. And then about a week after we started playing the song, we made Andrews an official an member. Official and we had to guy. send it back to him. We had to redo <laughs> it and throw in that, and that big fat Tim is thrown <laughs> right. in there. Well, <laughs> now, I noticed that too, and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty seamless." I wonder if you just dropped that in there. Yeah, so. you know? He did a lot. He's done a lot of good stuff for yeah. us. So. I think it's great. Send him to Two Faces. What do you think? What happen if Hell, I cool. could I put a, a piece of that song on the end of our podcast would we get in trouble for that uh, look you know uh, my feeling is um, just to show people what we're talking about what's going to happen I mean are you, I don't know uh, maybe they'll take all your whole business away I know they might, you, they know. might you know come by and take away this hundred dollar <laughs> uh, mixing board yeah I don't know I mean is that I, I think it's fine we'll give you a piece of that yeah just not going it, out to that many people. Just, Whoa, <laughs> at this point, you know. well, <laughs> wait a minute. If I tell people, it's not what that's for. Uh, if I tell people, I gotta have, that a, I'm I gotta on, have a big. T- that's true. Yeah. So what? If I tell people I'm on the that, podcast, perhaps I can lend, show, throw a few hey, people listen, your way. We and are people that, certainly not going to stop that. I wasn't going to ask, but <laughs> and the people that go your way are going to be the ones who will know to sue you for playing the song. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'll all work out nice and smooth, right, perfectly. <laughs> I don't know what the rules of that are. I say play it. Uh, all right. Well, this hey, has man. been a long this one. Was we fun. probably this did. This fun, though. This will probably be a two-parter or something. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do in post. I forever. For this one. It's been fun, though. Um, I enjoyed it. So it did you say good. that? Hey, yeah, did. no, it was. It was a blast. And I'm glad to hear you say it because uh, it matters more that you say it. Well, I hope I'm a regular. Like, you guys can have me on. Yeah, that'll things. be cool. No pun intended. Not, yeah, no, no pun, I'd, but just like. I'd love to. Yeah. Give me a call. I have a couple of months. Yeah. We'll talk about what's going on in music. Yeah. And we've got my, on this one, we've got my background taken care of. We've got the show taken care of. We didn't get that much background. We didn't like, get I much was background gonna go on me. Back. I was going to go back to like Rochester and all that. Yeah. But, and, uh, I was too, but luckily I got a job in Atlanta. We do know, <laughs> we do know about the uh, comic moniker that you earned. That's right. Well, it's it's, it's uh, we, the, uh, the worst, took a worst lot of comic hard, of the Roaring 80s. Took a lot of hard, <laughs> bad work for that, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, there was a lot of audiences that uh, suffered through. Right. <laughs> I mean, I was young and big, tall. Big, tall. You know, I mean, just like, you know, tall, somewhat angry guy. I'm one of those tall guys that over, I so much. I still standing like over the lip kid. of the stage, intimidating right. the crowd. It wasn't exactly, you know. I still like Angry Kid, though. I got to say that was my Ang- favorite. Oh, the yeah. Angry Young Man. Angry, angry Man. Young Man. Angry. Right. How could I forget that? Because it's like the, the back Billy Joel song. Maybe yeah. next time you come here, we'll uh, revitalize the Angry Young Man. And, uh, so you could no? just come walking in to uh, another uh, guest as off. the Angry Young Man. <laughs> 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 Maybe we can find some audio. <laughs> right. That's right. Larry probably has audio. He still has tapes of those old days. Uh, you're not going to plug this show, but let's say you're playing next Saturday, though, the 19th, right? At the Strut. At the East Atlanta Strut. East, yeah. East Atlanta Strut. Yeah, come on down. East Atlanta Strut will be on the 99X stage, East Pond Soul Faction. What time do you play? I believe it's around 5. Okay. It's actually, a, I think, what might be a good time slot. And it's a very major stage there, mm-hmm. the 99X stage. It's got to be a big stage. It's got to be a huge stage. So. And then we're going and to see a fun station time. for us. So. And then we're going to see Tapala uh, uh, that Depala night. that night, yeah. yeah. Oh. For Ira's birthday. Right. Well, happy birthday. Well, thanks. 40? Next week. Yeah. That's I'm pushing it. I keep saying I'm four. I'm 36, but oh, okay. Yeah, my wife's like, I'm like, oh, I'm 40 years. She's like, you're not 40. I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> tell you, man. I I did that that middle age crazy thing bad. It it hit me hard. Right, so well, weird. This is what I have to look forward to. Well, especially when you're in what I do. There's always young people around. There's yeah, always yeah. interns. There's always in that moment where you realize. I'm not one of them anymore. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and I realized that middle age crazy that what it is is that you're you're a baby at being old. 
You know what I mean? Like you don't, right. you don't have your legs yet. You don't have. You've been young <laughs> right, right. all your life up to that point, and you have to kind of learn how right. to properly, right. you know, move into middle age right. and get older. Those seventy year olds are like, huh, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. You know, I, I told, I said, I'm forty five now. I said to a guy, a friend of mine, he's like, uh, he's like, he just turned sixty. He's like forty five. What the fuck? You're I don't give anything. You're a kid. Yeah, right. You know? So it always it's all works that way. Right. 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 You don't have to start shitting your pants again, do you? <laughs> not well, until you. Well, not, that comes later. I mean, in in. You know, forty six. Okay, forty six. <laughs> so I got a few years. Um, all right. So for Eric von Hessler, who thinks he sounds like a muppet, I do. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in Bra- Atlanta, what? for myself, Brian McClenning, who rambles on too much, <laughs> rambles although on. I had not been flashed the sign today. No, you did a good job. Yeah, I, well. That's right. I was here to filibuster your. <laughs> Thank you. I and for Ira Malkin, who forgot to flash you the sign <laughs> <laughs> when I, I, when I should that. have. No, you were know. good. You were good. And you didn't bring my mother in on the show today. I know I did. I, I, I did squeak her in one little time. He does Tim we, Andrews' we, voices every <laughs> once in a while. Oh, very nice. Tim Andrews, <laughs> Tim Andrews type, style. Type voice, style voices, yes. right? Um, listen, if you're in Atlanta, listen to Rock 100.5. Uh, uh, All day every long. Every morning. And then you could podcast it as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you podcast it, go to iTunes, look for the official right. regular guys, and yeah, subscribe. There was a bunch of them. And subscribe. Yeah, subscribe because that's how we get the credit. Right. And if you're listening to us right now, just through our web- website, also go to iTunes and subscribe, subscribe to us as well. Definitely. Two Faces Radio. And email us with any, um, you know, anything you'd like to tell us about the show, for crying out loud, you know? Two Faces Radio at gmail.com. And that's T-W-O. T-W-O. Oh, we yes. have to tell people that. Cause you know, you never know. Yeah. Of course. We weren't even able to get to my movie that I'm making. We'll do that next time. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's, it's, a good, it's sure to come out between now and 2016, so we have plenty of time. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's not going to be a 48-hour film festival. Uh, <laughs> no, I do it the other way. Yeah, it, it takes me it, right. 48, 40, 48 months to <laughs> come up with a five-minute film. Well, what, would you like to end the show the way we normally end the show, even though you don't know what you're supposed to say? Well, just just give me my cue. Let when me you're hanging out with your buddies like we were while we weren't recording and everything's happening, what we always like to say is, save, save it, it for, for the, the show. show. Save it for the show. <laughs> nice. nice. See, you were right there with us. <laughs> Morning to you. Wake up! You have one of the softest taints in America. It's crazy. He's out of control.